everyone, it's Amy Fan. I'm your host for today, and a very welcome to a brand new episode of the WEA Project. To all of our listeners and for our first timers, the WEA Project is an online platform with the latest news in the region with the goal of encouraging and inspiring women to be a part of the aviation and related industry. Today, we will give you an update on what's happening in the region in terms of careers for women, and we will be joined by an expert of the industry on the huge topic of sustainability. Hello, Ben, can you say hello for a little bit? Uh, hi, guys. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing my thoughts with you later in the show. Um, and I hope you enjoy uh, uh, what Amy has to say. All right, great. So right now, I'm going to be talking about careers for women in aviation industry. So in today's world, as one chooses a career path, the sky is the limit. Getting to fly through to this limit literally is an awe-inspiring experience. There is no question of proving that women can be as capable and nothing can stop them from becoming a successful career person, be it a pilot, an ambitious aerospace engineer, or anything else for that matter. Even though the progress for women in the world of work might be slow in a number of sectors, a rapid expansion of the aviation sector provides an opportunity for a transformative and proactive agenda addressing gender equality. To satiate your passion for aircraft, engines, or flying, women do not necessarily have to be pilots to be a part of the aviation industry, as there are many other career opportunities in the sector which can be chosen depending on one's interests. Now, so for quarter three and quarter four of 2021, do keep posted as the WEA project will be mainly focused on upcoming aviation careers activities via online webinars, the Selengo Air Show, which will be happening in August 2021 in Kuala Lumpur, and hopefully physical activities for the youth together with our aviation support partners. Do be on the lookout for these announcements on our social media platform. We're also looking to tie up with other initiatives with the same objective. And if you're interested, do reach out to us on our social media. Now, coming back to our expert on this episode, let me introduce Ben Trenchard, a supporter and team member of the WEA project, also the founder of Wrecker Blue Sky. Hello, Ben. Great for you to join us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, hi, Amy. Thank you for the, for the introduction. Um, I'll give a very short introduction. Um, it's quite a long story, but um, I've been working in, well, lucky enough to be working in the aviation industry for, for 16 years now, uh, since I graduated. Um, starting my, my aviation career as a, a structural engineer, so working on designing structural parts for aircraft. Mm -hmm. um, and around six years ago, that, that job brought me to Malaysia. Um, which is a place I now call home. Um, so since I've been in Malaysia, I've um, done a lot of work supporting capability development, um, and I've moved into a, a new area um, of the aviation industry, which is design specifically of uh, cabin interiors. So all of the parts of the aircraft that you see as a, as a passenger. So things like seats, galleys, um, you know, if somebody wants a VIP aircraft, uh, that kind of work. Um, and, you know, I've been considered myself very lucky to have been a part of the industry. 
Um, wow. As you mentioned, I'm also now part of the, um, the WEA team, which is a really great organization and, and something that I really uh, support very passionately. Um, and that's, you know, I- increasing the, the diversity um, amongst uh, the workforce in aviation. And we're um, very lucky to have you as well. Ah, thank you yeah. very much. Um, and of course, you know, the other, the other uh, big passion that I have is uh, sustainability. So I founded my own company uh, in the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, some would say a crazy time to, to be starting an aviation company, but um, I did it anyway. Um, and really, our, one of our main focuses is, is how do we bring sustainable technology into that space? Uh, so the cabin space. Mm. Um, and it's obviously got a lot of, of challenges there. Um, but yeah, and so I'm happy to be here here today, and I hope I can give a kind of overview on on sustainability in aviation, what it means, and and some of the things that um, are happening globally and and locally with regards to sustainability. You are, well, that's great. You know, Ben, uh, sustainability is actually something you don't hear quite often. You know, it's not it's actually really least talked about in the aviation world. Uh, why is it an issue for aviation? And why is it, you know, not so popular? It's not really talked about. Well, I, I think there's a, a few reasons um, why. I think hopefully that is changing. Certainly over the last uh, couple of years, it, it's become a very hot topic in the world of aviation. Um, some of the things, you know, hopefully I can explain why why that is because of some of the industry level changes. Um, but but really the, the real reason is, you know, like any means of transportation at the moment, aviation is heavily reliant on, on fossil fuels. So, you know, we know that um, those are a resource that are, are limited uh, on the planet, they're running out. Um, and on top of that, you know, um, because aircraft fly at high altitude, um, mm-hmm. where they are producing um, uh, environmental contamination has a, has a bigger impact. So producing um, CO2 on the ground is, is actually less damaging than producing it you know, um, at the altitudes that aircraft fly at. So air transportation is is a very polluting industry uh, and it's something that that needs to be addressed. Um, And hopefully that's something that uh, is starting to change now. All right, well, that's great. Uh, So, you know, so like, uh, what are the key, you know, issues or factors in aviation sustainability today? Okay, um, so um, yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I think obviously we're still in the in the midst of, of the COVID nineteen pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and I think one of the things that that's that's really done is is given the industry a chance to stop and take a breath and mm-hmm. and reevaluate um, the things that are going on. Yeah, and what that means is that some of these issues are now being talked about far more more prominently. Um, but if I was to, to summarize the main kind of areas that we're we're looking at uh, as an industry. I'd say there are four four main industries, mm-hmm. um, four main areas of, of the industry that we're, we're targeting. The first one would be um, the fuels we use. So um, there are now things called uh, sustainable aviation fuels, um, which are fuels that are not derived from fossil fuels. So they're derived from various different types of, of biomass. Um, mm. At the moment, uh, they're not a full replacement for for your you know traditional jet A1 fuel. We're using mm-hmm. them as an additive, but you know for every every liter of, of jet A1, you know a kerosene-based fuel that we're mm-hmm. not using, 
you know, that's a positive, a positive step. Um, we're also looking at sustainable operations. So that's how, how do we operate our aircraft? Um, are there ways we can change the routes we fly? So we're flying less kilometers, um, creating less pollution. Um, can we taxi our aircraft in different ways, you know, um, using lower thrust levels um, and, and reduce the amount of energy we're using in that way? So really looking at the operational side. Um, the area that I guess I'm, I'm most connected with would mm -hmm. be uh, sustainable technologies. So um, that's a, it's a very broad area, actually, mm -hmm. but um, it covers things such as uh, new forms of propulsion. So perhaps moving towards electric propulsion with, with hydrogen fuel sources, mm -hmm. um, but also simple things like uh, reducing the amount of, of weight uh, on an aircraft can you know, have a huge impact in, in the amount of uh, CO2 that a flight mm -hmm. will produce. So purely on a design side, every, every gram or, or kilogram of weight that we save in the design, mm -hmm. you know, that translates directly to an environmental benefit. Um, and then you know, the, the fourth way we're looking at it, and this, if you like, is a, is a little bit of a, an easy way out, is, is we just offset um, mm -hmm. the damage that we're doing. So in simple terms, if, if we are creating CO2 as, a, as an operator or an airline, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do something to reverse that, um, perhaps planting trees or, you know, doing some other project which effectively balances out the produce, the um, pollution that we're creating. So those are really the four main, four main areas. So sustainable fuels, sustainable operations, uh, sustainable technologies and, and looking at uh, carbon offsetting schemes. Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, talking about uh, propulsion technology um, in terms of hydrogen and, and whatnot, is that what you're saying? Um, um, how, how oh, what do you think is actually the, because um, 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 do you think that's actually, uh, will that happen anytime soon where they're, you know, they, perhaps use less of these aviation fuels and maybe more into um, new kind of uh, fuels instead or? Absolutely, absolutely. I think, um, you know, already there are some some exciting projects um, that I've been following in the UK mm -hmm. where they're already using hydrogen fueled um, aircraft. Now, aviation, it always has challenges with new technology um, right. because we're very highly regulated. We're very safety focused. So, you know, we tend to take things slowly, um, you know, but actually, yeah, you know, already we're, we're seeing these new technologies being tested, being flown. Um, and I don't think it will be very long um, before we see those adopted by the likes of Airbus and Boeing for, for commercial applications as well. Right. That's, uh, that's really, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, you know, you were uh, talking a little bit about, um, the ones in the, the UK uh, in terms of international changes uh, programs. So can you tell us a little bit more, like what are the main international changes perhaps for aviation sustainability? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, aviation is a, a global industry um, and sustainability is such a large challenge that, that it needs to be addressed at that level. Um, and that's really what we've seen. So, you know, um, before, uh, before COVID happened, 2020 was, was already set to be a kind of groundbreaking year in terms of sustainability. Um, mm. 
it's the first year that um, IATA, the International Air Transport Association, had set um, a specific target on, on the amount of uh, CO2 that was being produced by the industry. Now, you know, um, because of the impact of COVID and, and the fact that that's affected not just um, uh, passenger numbers, but it's affected the airlines financially, it's affected their ability to implement these, these changes, you know, they're actually in a phase now of readjusting those targets. But, you know, nonetheless, what we're seeing is a, a top-down um, uh, commitment from the likes of IATA, um, ICAO as well. Um, and actually they're targeting that by 2050, um, we'll see 50% reduction in, in the amount of CO2 produced by the industry compared to uh, what we were producing in 2019. Um, so that's, you know, and essentially what we're looking at is the industry still needs to grow. We need to carry mm. more passengers. We need to have more flights, but we need to do it in a way that uh, we're not producing more carbon. We're producing less. Um, so, yeah, I mean, on, a, on an international level that, you know, we're seeing these, these top down pressures mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's having an impact then on to uh, the aircraft OEMs, the likes of Airbus and Boeing. Um, all the way down through the supply chain, um, manufacturers and, and operators are all, all taking notice of, of these things because as, as these um, things become legislated, what we'll see is the organizations that haven't made those changes, um, they'll be forced then to enter into uh, carbon offset purchases and effectively paying uh, a sort of penalty for not, not meeting the targets. Right, right. So Ben, just uh, talking about uh, sustainability, how is it affecting aircraft design? Uh, what, what are the potential um, um, considerations? And do you currently know of any new projects that are occurring right now? Uh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, as an aerospace engineer, it's a very exciting time to be in the industry. Um, you know, I, I spend more time than I should on social media. And it seems like every day there's a new, um, new aircraft concept coming up, whether it's, um, you know, these new eVTOL air taxi type ideas. Um, but yeah, on, on, an, on an aircraft design level, um, it, it's really interesting. So what we've seen recently um, is, for example, the, there was a, a supersonic uh, jet program called Aerion. Now uh, that's been running for a very long time, over, over 10 years, mm. um, and that's recently been canceled. Now, um, it, it tells you something about the way the industry is moving. Um, but also we've seen some really uh, innovative new uh, aircraft designs as well. And actually returns to, returns to the old days of the, the hydrogen blimp as well. So mm -hmm. uh, there's a new project, the, the Airlander 10, which is a, a UK project, um, mm -hmm. which is, is really looking at uh, disrupting the, the low cost airlines, I guess, uh, the sort of short haul segment, which tends to be one of the worst in terms of, of um, pollution. And then going back to, a, it, it's designated as a hybrid air vehicle. Um, so it's a, it's a helium, uh, helium powered passenger, 100 passenger airship, um, and it can do up to 130 kilometers an hour. But, you know, um, if you look at the, some of the, the stuff online, it's certainly very different to um, a lot of the aircraft out there. Now, right. when I was, when I was uh, younger, you know, um, Every, every new aircraft program looked the same, um, even, even when it came to the likes of, of the A380, which was a new project when I was mm -hmm. just graduating. 
it was a larger version of, of what had come before. A very um, challenging engineering project, but, but not particularly um, innovative in terms of design. And so it's, you know, like I say, it's, it's a really exciting time to be in the industry, whether you're working in the drone segment, um, yeah, air taxis and, and EV toll segment, or, you know, uh, passenger transport. Uh, it seems like there's a lot more freedom now um, in terms of design. People are being a lot more um, creative yeah. when it comes to, to their solutions. Yeah, and I've actually seen some pictures online uh, about the Yale and the Tenorship. Uh, they look really, really good, and it uh, really focuses on comfort and uh, sustainability as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, um, as we move into the future, talking about the, you know, the cancellation of the, the supersonic project and, mm -hmm. and the fact this project has, has recently been, been announced, um, I think what we're seeing is people are willing to travel a bit more slowly, um, in the knowledge that they'll be comfortable and right. they'll be doing less less damage to the environment. Um, I think the whole world is is you know perhaps having a, a change of mindset when it comes to that. Um, you know we value our time a lot more now, um, and I think that's that's really showing in these in the way that the industry is going. Yeah, well, that's definitely so. It's a uh, more of a comfort uh, rather than time uh, management, and uh, yeah, that's great. So. Right, so coming back a little bit closer to our region, um, any latest updates from uh, Southeast Asia or perhaps maybe Malaysia in terms of uh, sustainability? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think talking about the region, um, it's, it's hard not to talk about Singapore um, mm -hmm. simply because of the um, how established the industry is there and, right. and you know the amount of money that's spent there into research and development and the presence of, of some of the large uh, OEMs and large players in the industry. So if we're talking about, um, you know, pure technology development, um, Singapore is still very much um, at the forefront of that. Um, but, you know, that said, I think, uh, as I was saying before, that uh, mindsets are changing and that, that includes much closer to home in Malaysia. Um, it was really exciting to see, I believe it was last month, uh, may have been the month before, Mm -hmm. uh, Malaysia Airlines Group uh, launching its, its sustainability blueprint, which, you know, I mentioned the, the IATA carbon reduction goals. Well, uh, Malaysia Airlines are, are going uh, one ahead of them and they're aiming to be um, uh, carbon neutral by, by 2050. Sorry, again, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Um, but they've, you know, got short term goals there as well. Um, mm -hmm looking to reduce 25 million kilograms of, of CO2 emissions next year. Oh, that's 2021, that's this year. Mm -hmm. um, and looking to use 50% uh, usage of, of recyclable or bi biodegradable materials for their, their in-flight service as well. So, you know, it's really positive to see a company like Malaysia Airlines really picking up that challenge. Um, and I think, I say in the past, there's been a lot of, uh, maybe a lot of talk, not a lot of action um, on, on all parts. Um, but already with, with what Malaysia Airlines Group are doing, they've already got 66 projects in place um, across 23 different areas of the business. So mm. they're taking it very seriously. And I think, you know, um, in this industry where, where one airline leads, the others will follow, um, you know, and I, I think that they certainly won't be the last airline that, that is, is picking up this challenge. It, it, it comes back again to the fact that if, if the airlines don't uh, address these challenges now, um, the longer they leave it, they, they will find that um, they're suffering financial penalties. 
but on top of that, um, you know, consumer mindsets are changing as well. So, mm. you know, we have the concept now of the, the conscious consumer where, you know, we want to know where does our, where was our t-shirt made? Um, where does our water come from? Can we recycle the water bottle we've just bought from the store? Um, and I think that will transfer into aviation as well, um, whereby we'll see, um, already we, we see airlines offering um, optional uh, offset schemes. So people are willing to pay extra money on their ticket price to offset the carbon that they're creating uh, with the flight. So, you know, we know that the demand is there on, on the side of the consumers. Um, and we know the top level pressure is there from, from the likes of IATA. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the airlines are in the middle and uh, they are now reacting. So, yeah, it, it, it's really good to see um, that being picked up by, uh, by Malaysia Airlines Group. That's definitely very good um, on, on top of that, there's... Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. Absolutely, yeah. you know, they... Yeah. No, Great they efforts on Malaysian a, Airlines, a huge, yeah. Huge amount of effort into it. Absolutely. Um, one other project that I'm aware of in Malaysia, um, which was announced recently as well, um, is a, a project by uh, Deviation Group. So, uh, you know, fairly well-known MRO um, operates globally, um, but is a Malaysian company. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, have announced plans to, to establish, um, they've called it an MRO facility. Essentially, it's, it's an aircraft teardown um, center. So, really looking at um, what do we do with aircraft that reach the end of their lives. So, you know, we know once aircraft reach a certain age, um, it becomes costly, costly to keep them flying. Um, and then we have the issue of what do we do with them? Now, at the moment, there's really no accountability um, on behalf of the OEMs to, to deal with that. And so, you know, it's, it, traditionally, it's been left really to recycling economics to determine is it worth recycling or, you know, do we just take these things and, and, and throw them in the ground or, or incinerate them? Um, but my, my understanding from, you know, what they've announced is that they're, you know, going to be heavily focused on, on sustainability and looking to reuse, uh, recycle and upcycle as much of the aircraft as they can. Uh, the figures they're talking about are up to 95% by weight of the aircraft will be fully recycled, um, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, we hope that with, with the um, improvements in recycling technology, particularly in the area of um, plastics, um, we can see that number go up to 98, 99%. Obviously there'll be always be some materials in the aircraft that are, are difficult to dispose of. Um, it's the nature of, of the product. Some of the, the fluids and, and chemicals that we use are, are particularly nasty and we'll never get away from that. But, you know, I think we can really push um, uh, push to to make the industry, you know, uh, recycle as, as much of the aircraft as we can. So that's that's another really exciting project to keep an eye on. Um, it's been recently announced. Yeah, that's really really awesome uh, updates uh, that's currently happening right now. Um, so what about you know just uh, going forward into the future? What what, do you, what are the ways that we can actually improve the situation? Perhaps maybe you, know, you want um, to talk think, about. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, I, I think, you know, as I've already mentioned, that the pressure now is coming from, from all angles. So, um, you know, as a, as a nation, um, if we're talking specifically about Malaysia and, and how, do we, how do we target uh, a sustainable industry in the country, you know, there are a few key stakeholders that, that we really need to, to get on board and, and some things that they can do um, 
you know, and, and, you know, I'm aware that, you know, they're already moving in this direction. Um, so looking, you know, towards uh, CAM and the regulator, um, you know, they can uh, start to become more involved in, in some of the international collaborations. Um, I'm aware that, that, you know, they're already part of uh, what's called uh, Corsia, which is a um, carbon offsetting and carbon reduction scheme organized uh, by IATA. Um, you know, greater alignment with, with some of the international um, standards that are out there for, for sustainability. Mm. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, coming back to the sustainable operations aspect, uh, you know, the CAM are in, in control of, of how the airspace in Malaysia is used. Um, and there are ways that, um, you know, through changing how the airspace is regulated, we can make flights more efficient. So, you know, allowing more efficient routing of, of flights, um, you know, uh, changing the, some of the requirements in terms of aircraft ground operations to allow for more sustainable activities and those kind of things. Um, and, you know, I think the CAM has done a great job so far, of, um, certainly over the last couple of years of, of engaging really well with the industry, um, having an open dialogue um, and really listening to, to what people are saying about these issues. So as long as that continues, you know, I think um, we're in a, a very good place. Um, and then, you know, on the level of, of the operators, so uh, the airlines and, and FBOs that are operating here in Malaysia, there are obviously, um, we've already talked about uh, Malaysia Airlines that are making some, some good steps forward. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, on, on a broad level, what we need to see is um, increased awareness of, of sustainability as an issue. Um, you know, being aware of, of the changes that are going on at an industry level and seeing, you know, what's coming up in the future um, and, and really integrating that as part of their, part of their business model. Um, you know, it's a challenging time uh, for operators at the moment financially. Um, yeah. But, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the sort of uh, phrases that has, has come out of this the COVID situation is, is the concept of, of build back better. Mm. Um, you know, like I said, we, COVID has really given the industry a chance to take a breath. Um, and it's given, you know, all sectors of, of aviation some time, some space to, to implement changes where, Perhaps when we were busy, um, mm -hmm. we didn't, we weren't able to do that. So you know, now is the time really to look at um, investing in technology, um, start to to get ahead of the curve and, and preempt those changes in the international standards, um, and really you know have a have an investigation into their supply chains and look a little bit deeper in beyond how much how much does the part cost me, how much does the service cost me. Mm -hmm. and start to consider um, you know, sustainability as, as part of that decision-making process. Um, I, I think, you know, um, like I say, things are moving in the right direction. Um, and I think that it's a very positive time. And it's really a great opportunity for, for Malaysia as a nation to, um, you know, pick up on some of these things and, and, and set themselves apart as a, you know, leading rather than following um, in terms of aviation sustainability. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, definitely good efforts on what uh, Malaysian Airlines is, do is doing. And maybe if you could kindly explain a little bit to our listeners, uh, what is the build back better effect? Uh, just, you know, just for people who maybe may not be so sure about uh, what, what this is. Sure. So I think, um, I think when we, when we went into um, 
you know, the early part of 2020, um, mm -hmm. you know, we were suffering lockdown. Um, everybody was talking about the new normal. Um, mm, yeah. We were very, um, how to say, backwards, backwards facing. We were, we were concerned about what had happened before mm -hmm. um, and were we ever going to get back to where we were. Um, and I guess Build Back Better is, is really um, kind of turning that on its head and saying, well, don't worry about what came before. This is really an opportunity for us to, you know, take stock, um, you know, take a breath, change how we're doing things so mm -hmm. that when we do come out on the other side, um, you know, the new normal isn't just um, a recreation of what we had before, but is, is an improvement on what we had before. So that, that's really the concept. Um, you know, can we can we come out the other side um, of what's been a you know really challenging uh, eighteen months now for the industry? But can we come out on the other side better than we were before, more sustainable? Um, you know, better technologies in place, better operations. Um, you know, and I think it's applicable really. You know, outside of aviation as well. Mm, that is true. Yeah. So that's definitely uh, you know good efforts to. Um, the built back better effect just moving forward uh, past the COVID-19 situation. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, thank you so much, Ben. Uh, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, with the latest updates from the region. All right. Well, thank you again, uh, Ben, for your insight. No problem at all. And, uh, you know, best of luck with all of the projects uh, with the WEIR project. And I'm looking forward to the future editions of the of this show where I can listen um, at home rather than talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yep. So, uh, well, there you go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to those listening, if you made it this far in the podcast, just really want to appreciate and thank you so much for your support. Hope this was as beneficial to you as this was for us. Right. Take care and until next time. Goodbye.